0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I think it's time for, for Shire to reevaluate a lot of things within that Duke team. Right? The best laid plans. It's, it's sometimes the best coaches are the ones that can quickly identify what's not working, crumple that up throw it in the trash, go back to the drawing board, come up with something new. Even though right all offseason you had this perfectly laid blueprint of this guy's going to come off the bench, this guy's going to have time to develop, we won't even have to use him early on, this guy's going to be the, the freshman in the starting lineup, we're going to lean on this player because he's a Wooden Award uh, candidate. All of this, it's all going to come together perfectly. Game start, you get punched in the mouth, and suddenly the, the famous Mike, Mike Tyson quote becomes crystal clear. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. For better or worse, right? Could just be a a jab in the the first round, but Duke basketball, consider yourself punched in the mouth. You lost three games, uh, you know, which is a lot for before Christmas, and it's only December 4th. So it's time to start reevaluating, right? Check your plan. See if it's where you want it to be. How about this? Maybe maybe flip Caleb Foster and Jared McCain. There was a lot of talk this this preseason and offseason about how ready Jared McCain was and how veteran he seemed, right? We talked to John Shire. We said, who's the, the gym rat? Who's first in, last out? He said, Jared McCain. We said, there's a legendary story about yourself, about John Shire, back in high school, refusing to leave a gym until you made 50 consecutive free throws, and at one point you made 49, missed the 50th, and everyone, your dad, your coach, was saying, close enough, go home. You said, no, I have to finish, and you sat there until you made 50 straight. Who's most likely to do that on your team? He said, Jared McCain. Well, since games have started, who's been more of the the spark plug of the freshman? Caleb Foster. And that's no knock on Jared McCain, right? He wouldn't be the first freshman to have a couple growing pains when he gets to major Division I, high major, blue blood level college basketball. Maybe you look at fostering. All right, you jump in the starting lineup. Maybe Jared McCain can take a, a little bit of a, uh, you know, playing against the other team's second unit and, and use that to get him jump started. Take a little pressure off? A little pressure off. hmm There's a big difference between being a freshman starter and being a a, a freshman spark plug. Maybe that's why Caleb Foster's looked better. Now he can ride that momentum. I'm just saying uh, maybe you flip him. Kyle Filipowski isn't looking like a guaranteed bucket in the post. I'm I'm just going to say that one. That's, again, not a knock on Filipowski. We know how good he is. We watched all last year, and this year he has two good hips. But he played with Derek Lively last year. Is there a way you can look to Mitchell, Young, Stewart, any of these other guys and say, we need you to play bigger than you are and play the five. Filipowski can then go be more of a a four, a stretch four, catch the ball on the perimeter occasionally. And I have to ask this about Duke. Is the road an issue? Both of those losses, their last two losses, Ole Miss... And, and and then Georgia Tech to open their – Arkansas. Sorry, Arkansas. old Miss would, yeah, yeah, Tennessee State, yeah. Getting, <laughs> them, getting them flipped. Uh, Arkansas. Yep. And then also the Georgia Tech game, they were on the road. Mm-hmm. Your first two true road games. Last year there were some road struggles. Now, we all know Cameron Indoor is legendary, right? Mm-hmm. The crazies, they're crazy. Maybe you need to to I don't know work on playing away from the friendly confines of your home gym. Away from that special historical uh you know uh, historic not historical, excuse me. historic venue. Maybe you need to 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 work on that. Ready for a movie reference, you know I'm good for a couple of show. Uh catch me if you can. What does uh uh Christopher Walken playing the dad tell Leonardo DiCaprio playing the sun is the reason why the Yankees always win. Why is that? The other team can't stop staring at the pinstripes. Mm. Well, what if it's when you win at home? It's because the other team can't stop staring at the rafters, right? Can't stop staring at Cameron Indoor. Oh, didn't hurt Arizona. Didn't hurt Arizona. It's a good point, but Arizona is—they're really—they're good. They're the number one team in the country right now. That they are. That's it. That's a different loss to me. I was. Kind of okay with that loss, actually. Yeah, it's what game two? Game two against what is now the number one team in the country. That's mm-hmm. a different loss than Georgia Tech on the road. Duke down to twenty-two, by the way. You could argue they shouldn't even be in the top twenty-five. Yeah. You lose. I mean, we broke it down during the Arkansas game, but Arkansas was coming off three or four games being losses, including UN. What was the UNCG? Was it UNC Greensboro? Yeah. Which is not the UN the UNC Wilmington who beat Kentucky. That would have been a. And I'm like, oh, actually, they're pretty good. (laughs) It would have been a different beast. Um, My point is, Duke needs to change some things. This is not one of the years where they came in fully formed, even though it felt like of the ACC teams, they were going to be the one that came in fully formed this year. Offense has been stagnant. They need to change some things up. I think Foster can be a spark plug. We'll see what John Shire does. Elsewhere in the ACC, speaking of teams that could be fully formed North Carolina at times this year has looked fully formed UNC beat Florida state and looks I mean let's just call a spade a spade they look to be one of the better teams in the ACC maybe one of the best teams in the ACC maybe the best team in the ACC they look good I still have the same question about them will they be able to play two halves of good basketball when they need to they've been so good when good that they haven't had to right they've been so good when things are clicking when when rj davis is leading the way and armando baycott's a double double machine like when they get going they've been so good that they haven't had to play a complete game yet they, they let's let's look at this this uh florida state game started okay right Right out the gate, looked, looked pretty solid, but finished the first half very slowly. They were down six at half to Florida State. It's not great. Then they stormed to 49 points in the second half, won the half by 14, won the game by eight. Much better for those electric streaks in the second half. R.J. Davis, who I brought up, had 27. Armando Baycott, double-double machine, 13 and 13. There's nothing bad about what I'm saying. There's nothing horrendous. There's nothing terrifying. But we brought up the new rankings. They're a top 10 team in the country. Top 10 teams in the country get get nitpicked, right? They get pulled and prodded and and dissected in every direction, and you're looking for the thing that is going to keep them from being in the Elite Eight, in the Final Four, in the National Championship uh, conversation. They are going to need to play both halves at some point and they haven't done it yet they've had games where they've they've you know against Tennessee a top 10 team in the country they essentially won that game with half of good basketball and half of mediocre basketball that's how good their half of good basketball was they found themselves losing to Florida State a team that I brought up before traditionally that program with that coach is not going to be a team that takes their foot off the gas. So North Carolina, in that second half, came out and forced the issue and found a way to get ahead, stay ahead, and then pull away. Now imagine if you took the first half from the Tennessee game and the second half from the Florida State game, you would have the best team in the country. Yeah. They could be that good. They could be, and that's the nitpick that I'm talking about. That's the nitpick that I'm talking about. And I don't want to bring up a, a you know, I don't want to pick a scab here. I don't want to open a, a freshly maybe healed or trying to heal wound. But the Tar Heels know what it looks like to have everything at your fingertips and let it slip through your grasp by not playing full games against opponents you should beat. They just saw it on the football field. Right. If, if if you look at the, the football team, and what, what do I say all the time, right? A smart person learns from their own mistakes. A wise person learns from the mistakes of others. Let the basketball team learn from the football team's mistakes and say, if we don't show up every single half, if we don't show up every single minute, we might get UVA football. Let that be your caution sign, right? Let that be your worst-case scenario. Let that be your we can't let that happen to us. I'm here with Coach Pete from Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, when it comes to retirement, how do you factor inflation into your financial fill up? <laughs> well, that's a big thing these oh, days. Yeah.
1: How do we counteract this? We make sure that our money's in the right place. We make sure we can't lose a lot of our money when we get closer to retirement. We need to make sure that we have an inflation protected plan for the next 10 people who call. We'll put it together for them, Tim, at no cost or obligation. They'll even get a bag of my new coffee when they come in.
0: Call 800 691 3215, or you can text my name, Tim, to 600 600- 700. Just make sure they know that you heard about it here on The Drive. Also, use a win over Florida State as like a ha! At least we got At least we got yeah. you on this.
1: <laughs> yeah, got him on that. Uh,
0: <laughs> I, at least we got one.
1: I will say from watching them play so far this season, I I think one of their biggest additions this offseason, I know we've talked a lot about L.A. Cadeau mm-hmm. as the freshman coming in, but the way Harrison Ingram has yep. played overall, I know he didn't have the best game against Florida State, did not shoot very well, but you got someone that comes in through the transfer portal that's averaging over fourteen points, nearly seven rebounds per game, and that's shooting over forty-three percent from three. Like a, a stre- like a true stretch four. We have Baycott inside. That's 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 going to be deadly as the season progresses. When they continue to get better, it, you would as-
0: assume that they evolve as
1: a team. The addition of Harrison Ingram, I think, has been really, really good for them.
0: And and you brought up that he didn't have a great game against Florida State. But he didn't I have agree. to. That's the thing. Well, also. He didn't have the tradition. He's one of those players, and, and I'm glad you brought him up. First of all, six seven, springy like mm-hmm. that's you know, five six years ago. If I might have told you, every player in college basketball was going to look like that. There was like a a little bit where you're like, everybody's going to be between six seven and six nine. You're going to be able to handle, defend the post. Everyone's you got to yep. do it. Uh, he's kind of falls into that mold. But um, you know, in watching the Florida State game, he wasn't shooting it well. No, but. I believe he had a couple blocks. I believe he had a couple maybe three or four steals. He was active on defense um good rebounder like he's one of those guys that can impact the game in a lot of ways, even if the three ball isn't falling, which is important now, as you mentioned, like his role in the team is going to involve some knocking down the three ball, so mm-hmm. you don't want too many games where he goes cold from three, but on those games where he does, if he can still impact the game it's a huge addition to that program um and then as we talked with hubert davis during the preseason at acc tip off he's also a bit of um <laughs> comic relief right? oh yeah we said we said like who's gonna go into media he was like harrison ingram man never know what that guy's gonna say hilarious like to to bring like on the court and brevity off the court when it's appropriate keep things loose when it's appropriate, yep. like I want to emphasize, you don't just want a class clown. You want somebody that understands. You know, hey, we had a good practice today. We can blow off some steam, like those sorts of things. Uh, that that can that can really help. And then you know, when you're workman like on the court, when you're hustling, picking up the steals, picking up the the rebounds, and 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 then laughing off the court, I really like that. Um, and then yeah, Elliot Cadeau, I still think there's a lot of room for that guy to grow. Yeah. I'm I'm just going to keep saying it until it happens uh, because I'm I'm bullish on him. I think he's a really good young player, and I think the best version of their team is him leading the team in assists. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much they're going to need from him scoring just because they have so much veteran scoring around him, but I think the the best version of that team, he's the one kind of pulling the strings and making sure everybody's involved. When,
1: and when he's able to have the ball and play with a little bit of tempo, he and Trumbull coming off the mm-hmm. bench – Uh, I know Kido started against Florida State. but Trimble also
0: dunk on somebody, which I like. Yeah,
1: that was pretty impressive. (laughs) But it allows R.J. Davis to actually play off the ball a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we saw him with 27 points against Florida State. I think that's going to allow R.J. to not have to be the primary
0: ball handler all the time. And then – so actually, this is a perfect – this is hammering home the point I I wanted to make at the beginning. They haven't – like Harrison Ingram can score. Uh Trimble off the bench can be an ignition. Uh, Cormac Ryan I really like as, as a, a shooter. Um, when you have R.J. Davis and Baycott, those guys are proven. You have Cadeau, who I'm high on. You have Ingram, who we mentioned. You have Ryan, who we mentioned. You have Trimble, who we mentioned. Uh, you, you have, I mean, more players than that even off the bench. That is why I expect them to be able to be, quite frankly, better over both halves, right? Because everybody's going to have a bad day. Carolina has the depth where it's like, if this guy has a bad day, all right, cool. Uh, Davis, you take over Davis having a bad day. All right, cool. Baycott take over. All right. Ingram take over. All right. Who's, whose half is it going to be? It, you know, sometimes you, you see, and right. Every team always believes. I saw this the other day that, uh, when, when, uh, when the college football playoff committee wants to mess over the ACC, they don't let Florida state in when, uh, The college basketball selection committee wants to mess over the ACC. They put their top seed uh, in the first round against some mid-major program that has the number two overall pick. Like they they always go play like Murray State with John Morant or Lehigh with uh, uh, McCollum. Right, it's always like go go get that NBA future NBA guy and put him on a 15 seed and put him against the ACC. Like that's how they mess over the ACC. Um, Those teams where you have like one player that's so much better. If that player ever has a bad day, you just you just lose. If he has a bad half, you just have a bad half. North Carolina should be insulated against that a bit more because they're not just one guy, right? It's not just Armando Baycott. And if he gets in foul trouble, you try to hold on till the second half. It's if he gets in foul trouble, cool. Who's up next? Who's the next star? Who's the next star? So uh, again, I'm nitpicking. I'm having high expectations, but uh, I think they should be better for a complete game. Uh, I want to talk NC State beating uh, Boston College but should we give a shout-out to a couple other in-state programs first? We absolutely should. UNCW, App State, massive wins. Yeah. UNCW went into Lexington, Kentucky, Mm -hmm. beat number 12 Kentucky in their house. Coach Cal, all those top five-star recruits, UNCW said, you probably didn't even know my name when I was being recruited. (laughs) You're going to know my name now, Coach Cal. (laughs) Auburn went into Boone. Wild decision by Auburn because they left with a loss to App State. Wild decision. I saw it was like the uh, – this could be, again, you see it on the internet, it's 100% sure. I saw it on social media, so sources cited appropriately. It had been like 23 years since a Power 5 program went to App State. It's going to be another 23 if every time you show up, you send them packing with a loss. You ain't kidding. Uh, But good, good for both of those programs. Those were really, really fun wins um let's talk nc state real quick it's actually nc state they get the uh the the good listener award is that an award i feel like that's like a preschool thing like best listener of the day hey gold stars let's give them out on uh on friday i said their game against boston college previewing the weekend was very simple win by any means necessary i didn't care if it was pretty ugly, high-scoring, low-scoring, lots of fouls. I don't care if it got chippy. Just by any means necessary, you needed a win. They had back-to-back losses, BYU, Ole Miss, got it right that time, Mm -hmm. Uh, and and they were so different. One you shot well, one you shot poorly. One was high-scoring, one was low-scoring. You just needed to look at this game against Boston College and say, we need a win, and we need it by any means necessary, and that is exactly what they did. Exactly what they, they, the previous two games attempted 25 threes each. They attempted 18 in this one, and that's with an overtime period. They were not messing around. They were not depending on jumpers. They were taking it to the paint. They also shortened their rotation. DJ Burns, DJ Horn, Jaden Taylor, Casey Morcel, Mo Diar, who did come off the bench, but he could work his way back into the starting lineup. Those five each played at least 35 minutes. Nobody else played more than 16 you shorten your bench when you absolutely need a win. Mm-hmm. It might not be sustainable, right? The fatigue and and those things might oh, yeah. might phase in over a season. But when you absolutely need it, you do it, right? It's like it's it's you know game six, the team that's that's. Facing elimination in the Major League Baseball playoffs, you'll throw every pitcher you have out there and say, we'll figure out game seven another day. If you believe it truly is kind of one of those must-win games, uh, an elimination-style game, you throw all your pitchers out there and and you let them throw 200 pitches if they're still cooking and being effective. DJ Burns had a whole bunch of shot attempts. Wasn't super efficient with them, but... Just 8 of 19 but that is what your offense is built around, right? You need the ball. You need double teams coming. You need the defense collapsing around the big guy, and everybody else can eat off of that. That To, to me, it's it's kind of a good exercise to, to say, all right, we absolutely need a win. What do we go to? That can help build your identity. What do we absolutely need? We need a win. All right, let's take like 18 threes rather than 25 plus. Okay, maybe we're not a shooting team, at least not right now. They got a win to start their ACC schedule. I don't think you can you can uh, overhype that, right? When the bulk of the ACC schedule started on Saturday, seemingly everybody was was in action, getting a win, starting with a couple wins. Once everybody's playing their ACC schedule, you you can't you can't overhype that. It's important. It matters. It helps your team's confidence, right? Couple non conference losses, and suddenly you're, you're wavering in your confidence. That's not great. Hey, five and two. Five and two. Hey, you're five and two. And again, coming we, off a win. Coming off a win. And we talked about before, MJ Rice still has
1: yet to even see the floor. So you still have, like, oh, we have another good player coming
0: still. Who, by the way, is becoming like a Yeti. Yeah, right. MJ Rice, it's like. In social media posts, if he's like in the background getting a jumper up, everyone's like, "Did you see who's back there?" Yeah. Like, if what? he's like sitting next to someone, then he just has like a sweaty shirt on. They're like, "He's obviously been working out, looking like he's getting closer. He's, he's become Bigfoot, right?" You're just looking for sightings in the background of other <laughs> pictures. I was just trying to take a picture of a cool woodpecker, right? I was just looking at the the uh, the the Scottish warbler in the tree, and in the background, I saw MJ Rice, Kansas transfer. <laughs>